Your mom Good is morning, listening. Simon Trevranis. How are you? I'm doing well, Devin Wilkins. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Still getting over a little bit of laryngitis, but other than that, I'm fine. And hello out there, and I better put on my headphones so I can hear. There, hello out there, everybody, and welcome to Insight Peterborough, a project uh, presented by the Peterborough chapter of the CCB, or Canadian Council of the Blind, and... And big idea at the Innovation Cluster. All right. Well, um... February is Heart Month, so I thought that uh, today, seeing that this is the last Friday in February, uh, we better uh, pay attention to its Heart and Stroke Month. And so let's start out with a song from the Four Lads. Now, they were around in the 50s, and they're going to sing... The gang that sang Heart of My Heart. Heart of my heart, I love that melody. Heart of my heart brings back a memory. Street. We were rough and ready guys, but oh how we could harmonize. Heart of my heart, meant friends were dearer than too bad we had to part. I know a tear would glisten. If once more I could listen To that gang that sang heart of my heart Come on now, let's everybody sing Heart of my heart I love that melody Heart of my heart Brings back a memory That was Heart of My, or the gang sang Heart of My Hearts by um, the Four Lads. I thought I was going to have to play it by the Four Aces, and then I found a version at home by the Four Lads. So that was good. Mm. 
I have an interview here with uh, a gentleman from Vital Air, and uh, I was not able to edit it. There aren't any major flubs, but uh, when we do it for the podcast, uh, which you can catch at um, https colon slash slash um, insight peterborough dot uh, ptbopodcasters.ca uh, after 4 o'clock uh, tomorrow afternoon and uh, you will have the edited version. Well, as we all know, February is heart month and more of us are getting to know that something called sleep apnea is a major cause of heart disease and various other things. So I thought it would be a good idea to come to Vital Air here in the Alexander Building and chat with somebody who knows all sorts of things about sleep apnea. And uh, he is Norm Amaro, who is a respiratory therapist. Hi, Norm, and welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me. So what is sleep apnea? Well, <laughs> sleep apnea, apnea is simply the word meaning um, lack of breath or stopping breathing. So you stop breathing in your sleep and it's caused by the muscles relaxing too much in your throat and um, basically it, it causes the, uh, the airway to block and stops your breathing. Um, there are reported cases back almost 5,000 years. Wow. Uh, there are some hieroglyphic papyrus uh, stuff written describing in exact detail what, uh, somebody going through sleep apnea. So um, it's been around for a long, long time. Uh, it's only been treatable for the past 30, 32 years or so. Mm-hmm. So how did they discover how to treat sleep apnea? Um, that's a really good question because uh, it used to be done in the hospital only. Mm -hmm. And uh, when somebody came up with uh, the idea that we could do it at home, uh, there was a big fight um, between the uh, anesthetists and the rest of the world. <laughs> they sort of said, you shouldn't be doing this at home, it's a very critical thing. And uh, then somebody figured out that it really, you know, it was going to be a lot easier to get these people out of intensive care and into their own homes on a CPAP machine. Right. Uh, um, so how do, how do they determine that you in fact have sleep apnea? Um, sometimes it's your significant other that uh, basically wants to kick you out of the bed. <laughs> um, but uh, they, they do send people to sleep labs and um, it's a, a reasonably involved procedure where they hook you up with uh, just a whole whack of wires on your head and they're measuring electroencephalograms, so EEG, and they hook up some wires on your chest to measure your heart, so that's an EKG. 
and then they measure, they put wires on your arms and your legs to measure limb movement and they put something at the tip of your nose to measure your breathing and a couple of bands around and uh, the joke around here is that they really should call it a sleep less lab. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so they can determine how, uh, how many times you wake up in a night? Yeah, so nor normally the procedure is they have you uh, go to the sleep lab once and they wire you up and watch you sleep and they determine whether or not you in fact have sleep apnea. So they can tell you know, whether you stopped five times an hour or 150 times an hour. Yeah. Um, the record that I've seen so far is 179 times an hour. Wow. So the person uh, was breathing roughly three times a minute. That's, yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Um, and then they normally br will bring you back to the sleep lab a second night and uh, wire you up again and then they put a device on you to figure out whether or not this is going to help stop the sleep apnea. So we talked uh, a couple of minutes ago in my introduction about sleep apnea affecting the heart. How does that happen? Um, now I'm going to give you a long explanation here. Okay. <laughs> um, let's start with balloons. So if I give you a balloon and I take a pair of scissors, so this is just an empty balloon, no air in it. Okay. If I gave you a uh, pair of scissors and we snip the closed end off, you basically have a floppy tube. If you try to suck through that tube, the tube is going to collapse. The harder you, suck, you, harder you try to suck air through that tube, the tighter it's going to collapse. So your airway is divided into two major parts. The part below your voice box or your Adam's apple, that's your trachea, that goes down into the lungs. And that's a really good, hard, rigid tube. The tube above your Adam's apple or your voice box, that is basically a floppy tube. It's like the balloon. And, but unlike the balloon, you have a neck. And in that neck you have muscles, and those muscles are attached to the outside of your tube, and they pull outwards. So they basically leave a hole in the middle. And that's what you normally breathe through. So as long as, your mus as, long as you have enough muscle tone, um, in your neck muscles, it's holding the airway open and there's no big deal. So when most people, even with people with sleep apnea, when they're awake, they're not snoring or anything, they just are breathing. As they fall asleep, your muscles relax. So if you've ever watched somebody fall asleep on an easy boy or something, um, you see them sort of tilt over to the side and they start to get a little floppy and then mm -hmm. sound. So basically, as the airways, as your muscles relax, as you're falling asleep, the muscles holding your airway open, they're relaxing as well, and that tube starts to go from a nice, patent, open tube to one that's starting to get a little bit floppy. So it's starting to approach what, a, what, a, what the balloon is. Mm -hmm. It's a floppy tube. And they start to snore. A lot, not everybody, but most people with sleep apnea will snore. Then they get from light sleep into dark sleep, deep sleep. I keep on talking about dark <laughs> sleep. Um, they go from light sleep into deep sleep, and when you transition into deep sleep, there is a huge muscle relaxation. So your muscles relax a lot. And the muscles holding your airway open, now they're just basically not strong enough to hold it open, so basically you've got a balloon there. When you go to take a breath in, the airway literally collapses. It literally 
just snap shut. Yeah. So now your brain says, oh, this isn't good. Yeah. <laughs> so it sends a signal down to the breathing muscles, so your diaphragm and your chest muscles, and it says, breathe harder. Well, the harder you try to suck through a floppy balloon, the tighter the balloon goes. Mm -hmm. So the tar harder you try to take a breath through this floppy tube, the, the, the tighter the tube collapses. So now all of a sudden you're using a lot of muscles in your chest. You've stopped, we've cut off your air supply while you're exercising. So your oxygen level is going to go down. Right. And your brain is going to say, mm, this is not helping, um, making things worse actually. So now all of a sudden your oxygen level is dropping, your muscles are working harder, and your brain says, oh, look at that, you're exercising because your muscles are, are working. So if you were on a treadmill, walking, you know, I get you running on the treadmill, um, your heart rate's going to go up. Yeah. And the reason the heart rate goes up is to move more blood because blood is what carries the oxygen. So blood is, oxygen is, is in, the, in the blood cells, uh, in, the, in the blood, and if you want to move more oxygen, you have to move more blood, so you speed up the heart. Wonderful idea when you're breathing. Yes. <laughs> Stupid idea when you're not breathing. Exactly. Yeah. So you've got a, a, a big muscle. Uh, the heart is a big muscle. It's basically burning lots of oxygen. It's somewhat important to your life. <laughs> and now you're getting it to work overtime while you starve it. Right. So the brain says, okay, enough of this. You have to figure out maybe somebody's holding a pillow over your head and you've got to wake up and fight it off. So we lose muscle tone as we fall asleep. We get muscle tone back the closer we get to becoming awake. So as you're waking up, before you hit the, hey, I'm awake stage, you're at the, hey, I'm almost awake stage, but I'm still asleep and I have no idea any of this is happening. Yeah. And you get enough muscle tone to go, <sighs> and you take a nice deep breath in. Yeah. And now your brain sees all this fresh air come in and it says, hey, you don't have to wake up any more than this. <laughs> Go back to sleep. Mm -hmm. And uh, this happens over and over and over again. So mild sleep apnea is five to 15 times an hour of stopping breathing. Moderate is around 30. Uh, severe is basically over 40, over 30, over 40. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had up to my record in this that I've seen is 179 times an hour. Wow, yeah. yeah. And so that would have major effects on your heart. Yes, yes? Yeah. yeah. So people who have sleep apnea, if you compare them to people who don't have sleep apnea, the group with sleep apnea has a significantly higher risk of heart disease and heart attacks, um, a very high risk of um, high blood pressure, a significant increased risk of um, stroke. There are some memory issues involved. Uh, a lot of people with sleep apnea have really, really lousy memories. Um, there's a mild increased risk of congestive heart failure. There's a massive increased risk of type 2 diabetes and a inability to lose weight. So not everybody gets all of them or any of them, but uh, people with sleep apnea are at a significantly higher risk of getting something. Um, the most common ones are high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, and being overweight. Okay. What's the method now of treating sleep apnea? The, the gold standard is CPAP, and that stands for Continuous Positive Airway Pressure. 
and basically it's just an air pump and we're going to put a mask over the person's face and it's literally going to inflate the floppy parts <laughs> and hold them open. So again, uh, it's, it's tech, if you ask an engineer, give me the engineering definition of what sleep apnea or what CPAP is, it's technically known as a pneumatic splint. And if you think of a car tire, that's a perfect example of a pneumatic splint. Basically, you put air pressure into the tube, it pushes up against the walls, keeps the rims off the road, everybody's happy. We're going to put a mask over the face and it's going to inflate the back of the throat. So when you relax enough to the point where your airway would normally be collapsing, when you have the CPAP on, it basically the air pressure holds it open just like the car tire so it doesn't collapse, which means you can now get into the deep sleep and deep sleep is where all the good stuff happens. Right. I have a brother-in-law with ALS, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, and he has what they call a BiPAP. What's the difference between a CPAP and a BiPAP? Okay, CPAP is one continuous pressure. So if, if the doctor says, I want uh, you to set the pressure for this person to 10, basically when the machine goes on, uh, at some point in time during the night it's going to reach 10, and it's going to stay there. One pressure when they breathe in and when they breathe out. BiPAP is two different pressures and they have a higher pressure when you breathe in and a lower pressure when you breathe out and it usually is to do with people with more severe issues than just sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. So uh, if the person can trigger the machine to cycle on, the higher pressure will actually blow more air in and actually help that person get a larger volume of air without having to do the work. When, the, when they cycle the machine off, the pressure drops, so it's much, much easier for that air to come back out again. Okay. So people with neuromuscular problems or what's called uh, chronic uh, nocturnal hypoventilation, um, they basically, their breathing becomes so shallow that they build up carbon dioxide. Oh. And what happens is when they trigger the machine, even though they're only using a little bit of effort, they get a bigger breath, mm -hmm. which blows out that carbon dioxide, and it's a, it's a very simple treatment uh, for, for a, a rather severe disease. Yeah, yeah. So, um, have, has the size of the CPAP machine uh, decreased over the years? Yeah, quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, if we looked at the first ones, um, they're about the size of four loaves of bread. If you took two loaves of bread and put them side by side and then stacked two more on top of them, that's about the size of one of the earlier machines. And now the machines are about the size of one loaf of bread. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, easier for traveling. Yes. <laughs> and uh, what about the uh, price? What are we looking at? Um, in Ontario, uh, and Ontario is one of the few provinces that actually has a, a, a government program that will help subsidize the, the, fund, the, the, the cost of the machines. Mm -hmm. um, if you qualify, basically, so you have to go to the sleep lab and they have to say, yes, you have sleep apnea, and yes, sleep ap a CPAP will actually deal with it. So that the government doesn't pay for things that, that don't work. Um, the, they will uh, 
offset 75% of the cost of the machine. Okay. So the machine is $860 in Ontario and they will pay $645 so the remaining portion is $215. Mm -hmm. Now that does not include filters and extra tubing and masks and stuff like that. Uh, so we can from scratch, I can I can keep you down to in the vicinity of around five hundred dollars, depending on what parts and pieces you want. I can get you up to over eight hundred fairly quickly. Yeah, I'll bet. Um, <laughs> if you want a whole bunch of extra stuff, but uh, if somebody came in and said, you know, I, I I need you to keep my cost down, we can we can keep it down. Um, if somebody comes in here and says, um, I want everything, then yeah. We, we can do that too. Sure. <laughs> and uh, you do sell them here at, uh, at Vital Air. We do. Uh -huh. yes. You don't have to order them out or anything like that. No, um, no. But there is a process. I mean, yeah. basically, we need a prescription and we need yeah. the government form signed uh, before we, we can sell you through the government program. Um, one additional thing, though, is if you are on a government, um, like an Ontario uh, social assistance, like ODSP mm -hmm. or Ontario Works, um, the fact that you're on that program authorizes the government to cover more. Ah. So uh, if you're on ODSP, we can get pretty well 100% of everything covered. Okay. Um, and on Ontario Works, it's almost 100%. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very close. Okay. Now, quite often with um, uh, stuff that you can get through the assistive devices program, uh, you can renew every five years. Does that work with CPAPs? Yes and no. Um, the, the government program will come available every five years, mm -hmm. but the Ministry of Health says that there's got to be something wrong with the equipment. Okay. So if you have a perfectly functioning equipment uh, machine, um, their intent is not to buy you a second machine. So uh, we normally have to have a look at it and see if there's anything wrong with it, um, which usually is done here, but we may have to send it out. But um, basically, and the other thing is you, you need to have been seen in the sleep lab recently. So um, we have a number of people who will come in after 10 years and they've never seen a sleep doctor since the first time and they want to get another machine because their machine is making some god-awful noises, <laughs> um, then we explain that you have to be seen by the sleep doctor mm -hmm. and um, a lot of people don't want to go back to the sleep lab. They've ah. had a bad experience and uh, I will say most sleep labs are much nicer to go to now than they were 10 years ago. Yes. So, um, But nobody's going to sign a prescription um, based on something that happened 10 years ago. Right. You, know, you wouldn't go to surgery and have the doctor say, oh, we've got some 10-year-old uh, x-rays. That should be good enough to figure out <laughs> what we're going to do today. Right. Um, they, need, they need to be seen, you know, something that's, that's recent. Yes. Yeah. How often do you suggest that people with uh, CPAP machines should come in for uh, a look at the CPAP and any maintenance or whatever? Um, if they're running fine without any issues, um, us having a look at it, I, I would say no more than once a year. Okay. Um, and just having a peek and making sure the pressure is at the right pressure. Um, masks, even though everybody keeps their mask way longer than they should, 
we tell people um, you should be replacing masks about once a year. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give you some hints on how to save money now. Yes, okay. Okay. Um, wash your mask every day. Uh, that is a huge deal. It's the oil from your skin that gets into the material and it breaks it down and they don't seal very well anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, so people who come in and say, oh, I wash my, ma I wash my mask religiously once a month, um, their mask doesn't seal well. So we tell people, get the oils off in the morning. We tell people, use a little bit of dish soap because uh, that will break down the, the oils and get them off. And um, just get, it, get the oil off every morning and uh, if you do that, the mask will last much, much, much longer. Okay. And does the CPAP have filters? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, every CPAP has a filter in there, or two, one or two filters. Yep. Um, that is a huge deal in keeping them uh, from getting uh, dirt in the bearings. And uh, the most common fault that we see when somebody comes in with a machine that's making some god-awful noises <laughs> Uh, it's the bearings. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, it sounds sort of like a squeal. And uh, if you clean the filters and change the filters on a regular basis, um, that basically stops the, the dirt and the pollen and stuff from getting into the bearings and uh, keeps them longer. So I, we have, I have a gentleman who has a 20-year-old machine. Wow. And um, he is religious about filters, and the machine is actually working really, really well. Wow. Um, that's rare. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's very, very picky about cleaning his masks, and he has, you know, two-year-old masks that still look like they're, you know, a month old. Wow. And he has, he changes his filter very religiously every month. And it, it shows, like the machine just simply lasts longer. Terrific. So if anyone uh, is uh, wanting to ask uh, questions or bring their CPAP machine in, you're here in the Alexander Building. Yes. Right? Sweet. Uh, 101. 101. Thank you very much, Norm, for doing this with us. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. All right, that was Norm Amaro from Vital Air talking about sleep apnea and how it can affect the heart and other parts of the body as well. All right, um, speaking of sleep, we have a song by Anne Murray, and I think it's from her children's album, and it's called Sleepy Time. your eyes it's time to dream of all the places that you've never seen you can walk and you can fly through the walls and over the sky sleepy time baby now lay down your head cause if you're out Make it all happen 
Just like magic you can do it in a wink Sleepy time baby Now lay down your head Cause if you're off to dreamland You've got to get to bed Yeah, um, although we, she's talking about sleepy time. <laughs> well, hopefully nobody's fell asleep. You no, know, I hope not, uh, because that last interview was interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, you've got some announcements there uh, to, to read, Simon, and uh, one is about the uh, about reading, which uh, can put a lot of people to sleep too, right? I hope that they don't, though. Yeah, this is... Uh... This is a good one. Center for Equitable Library Access, CELA. I've got a message here from Michael Shikone, uh, the executive director. So, I will read it. Okay. We have exciting news. In early March 2019, we will be launching a new website platform designed to make it easier and faster for you to access our entire collection. We are combining SELA and Bookshare collections into a single mobile, responsive, streamlined website so patrons can easily access more than 650,000 titles in a variety of formats. Our new platform offers a clean, simplified website that is easy to navigate, a mobile, responsive interface to make downloading books directly to accessible reading apps faster and easier, consolidated search records to simplify finding the books you want in the formats you need, a single streamlined registration process for both SELA and Bookshare, enhanced privacy and improved protection for copyright laws. While our website is changing, our commitment to to provide patrons with comprehensive collections of accessible reading materials and excellent customer service remains unchanged. Services you can count on, such as home delivery, single-use Braille, auto-selection of titles, and direct downloads will continue. Our growing collection, plus the Bookshare collection, will be available in the formats of your choice, just as they always have. And we are committed to ensuring your privacy, while also enhancing protections for the material we produce, thanks to the new provisions in the Canada Copyright Act. New site launch. There's still some more information here, Devin. Alrighty. 
As we prepare for the launch of our new website, selalibrary.ca will be unavailable from Monday, February 25th to Tuesday, March 5th to allow us to migrate our collection and your account information. So drag and drop all that stuff, I guess. <laughs> Borrowing material and access to newspapers and magazines will be suspended during this time. We are encouraging all patrons who access materials digitally to ensure they have enough reading materials to sustain them during this service interruption. We understand how important your library service is to you, and we apologize for this interruption in our service. We will do our best to minimize its effects on our patrons. We do encourage you to reach out to your local library to see what materials they may have for you. In addition, if you currently have a Bookshare account, you'll be able to access reading materials via the bookshare.org website. Things to know about our new website. Our address is not changing. You'll still find us at selalibrary.ca. Your login and passwords remain the same for our new website. If you are currently a Bookshare patron, your Sela account will now give you access to all of the Sela and Bookshare material in one single search through the Sela.ca website. You will no longer need to log in to Bookshare and Sela separately to find your books. Sela patrons can now continue to register for free for the optional Bookshare account to access an additional 550,000 accessible titles. That's a lot of books. It is, <clears throat> yeah. We are migrating all of your account information, including your Sela bookshelf, to our new system. Holds placed on materials currently in our collection will also be transferred. Holds on materials that are specified as on order in the Sela collection will not transfer to the new system. Please make note of these titles for your records and request them when they become available. All of the reading materials and support services you've enjoyed through Sela will continue to be available to you. We are here to help. Our new website will include information to help you navigate. As always, if you have any questions about your SELA account, please contact us by email at help at selalibrary.ca or by calling our contact center at 1-855-655-2273. Over the coming weeks, we will be sharing more information about the new website via our newsletters and social media. Once the new website is launched, we encourage you to explore it and give us feedback. Our decision to develop the new website was driven by our commitment to provide the best possible experience to public library patrons using SELA services. We look forward to introducing you to our new website and we thank you for your ongoing support. Sincerely, Michael Shikoni, Executive Director, Center for Equitable Library Access. There you go. All right, super. I had tried to um, get uh, somebody from SELA on here to talk with us, and I think probably after the new website gets up and running, somebody will come on, probably a phone interview, and chat with us a little bit more about it, because I know that there are people out there who use the uh, services of uh, SELA. Mm-hmm. So for anybody who doesn't know, those are the, the uh, audio books, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, you can get them all in different kinds of formats. And they and Braille. And Braille. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. Right yeah. On. Cool. All right. Um, Shall we go to a song? Yeah, we can <clears throat> do. Let's do, um, let's do Wilf Carter. Wilf Carter uh, came from Nova Scotia, and um, one of his... Uh, major the major highlights of his singing career was his uh, ability to yodel, 
And this song is called... Yodeling My Babies to Sleep. I want a sweet wife with brown eyes so bright That'll stay by the hearthside at night Not one with a cheek every night of the week While I yodel my babies to sleep Mine goes to the show while the bright lights are low Then dances till the breaking of day I get my own breakfast and work all day long While she sleeps the wee hours away Oh, deedly, deedly, oh, deedly, Round at night, these bright glowing lights. She's got her a chic on the street. She knows every cop for two city blocks while I yodel my babies to sleep. Odley, odley, odley. I asked her to go with me to a show. There's a girlfriend she promised to me. I'm left alone by the fireside at home, yodeling the babies to sleep. Odely, odely, odely. Think I'll get a divorce, trade her off for a horse. What she's good for is more than I know. Then the babies and I would go riding by and smile at her each time we'd meet. Last night she got sore, broke down my back door, then pleaded to let her return. I just shook my head, gal, you feathered your bed, now go do me a good turn. Oh, diddly, diddly, oh, diddly, How can you picture me, a baby on each knee, when company's around I feel queer. But my wife says I'm fine, handing her same old line, you darling, you're grand, oh you dear. Now as you all know, sweet babies soon grow to join in the world's happy throng. But what tickles me is when those youngsters you see join me in my yodeling song. With a high deedly, oh deedly, oh deedly, ah deedly, oh deedly, oh deedly, oh deedly, oh deedly. All right. That was Wilf Carter with, was it Yodeling My Babies to Sleep? Yodeling My Babies to Sleep. All right. So, you have a special announcement there, Simon. Sure, I've got an advisory notice that I'll read. So, this was sent out uh, by CCB, but uh, it's about Heads Up for Inclusion and Council for Persons with Disabilities. So, I will read the uh, advisory notice and encourage all of you to to come out for the announcement. (laughs) Officials from both Heads Up for Inclusion and Council for Persons with Disabilities would like to invite you to join us at Venture North on Wednesday, February 27th, next Wednesday, to announce a special event to highlight inclusion and accessibility for persons with, dis- uh, with disabilities in Peterborough. The announcement for the upcoming event on the day will be made by John McNutt and Fenna Green, chairs of the respective organizations, 
uh, followed by brief announcements by representatives of HUI and CPD, joined by a representative from the YWCA. The public are invited to attend and learn more about the new event, programs for persons with barriers, and opportunities within the organizations. Light refreshments by the Edison Lounge by Amuse Cafe, uh, courtesy of CPD and Heads Up for Inclusion, will be available. So for those of you who don't know, Venture North is the big exciting building at 270 George Street North, George and King. And it's again, it's on Wednesday the 27th at 10 a.m. So it uh, will be starting sharply at 10. So if you want to participate, come a little bit early, grab a coffee, have a chat with some folks, and, uh, and uh, there'll be a really interesting and exciting announcement made. I wish I could be there. I um, have a band rehearsal. Actually, we're having our winterlude, so it's kind of a celebration as well. Okay. But um, uh, I, uh, so I won't be able to be there, but it would be kind of neat if you're there, Simon, if you uh, want to record uh, John making the announcement, John and Fenna making the announcement, we could play it right over here. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. And we'll certainly talk about it uh, on the following Friday. Yes, yes. Okay. All right, that sounds good. And you have uh, something there about people firsts um, anniversary coming up, eh? I have a, a short message about that. So there's a uh, an information day. So People First is holding an information day on Thursday, March 7th at the Legion. It starts at 9 and runs till 3 p.m. It'll include lunch, which is sandwiches and squares, and the opportunity to get a membership. The entry fee is only $5. There will be speakers in the morning and a little celebration for the 20th anniversary in the afternoon. Uh, there's a screenshot of a poster here. I'll read it quickly. Peterborough, or sorry, People First Peterborough would like to invite you to our information day and 20th anniversary on March 7th, 2019 at the Legion Peterborough. Come out and meet the People First board, get updates from Corey Earl from People First Canada and Michael from People First Ontario, regional representative. $5, starts at 9 a.m., goes till 3, and lunch and free membership will be provided to all participants. Now please RSVP by March 1st to Stephen Paul at spaul at clth.ca. I'll read it again. If you want to go to this event, you're being asked to RSVP. By March 1st, to Steph Paul, not Stephen, sorry, Steph Paul, at spaul at clth.ca. There you go. Maybe Steph is short for Stephanie. Perhaps. I just say, anyway, Steph. Um, I'll have to see what time the announcement is being made, or the presentation, or whatever. Yeah. Because uh, Thursday I've got flutissimo, so we'll see. Yeah, 9 a.m. until 3 is, that's a big window. Yeah, yeah, it is, yep. Okay. All right, um, let's have a little bit more music. Sure. So you want some Fred McKenna? Um, or you want some more Four Lads? Oh, let's do some more Four Lads, because we'll we'll keep Fred McKenna till the very end in case anybody wants to go back to bed. <laughs> oh, okay, well. So the who, what are the Four Lads singing? Uh, meet me tonight in dreamland okay <laughs> <laughs>
Tonight, meet me tonight in Dreamland by the four lads. Right. Um, I did want to tell you, and I was hoping that I could have gotten someone to come on today to talk to us about it, but in early March, there are going to be two athletes from Peterborough going to Dubai. Whoa. Yeah, and one is going to be joining the soccer uh, Canadian soccer team over there, and uh, and uh, another athlete. I know he swims, but I think he's going to be bowling. Um, so we uh, wish all sorts of good luck to those two athletes, and who knows, we may at some point be able to have someone on here to chat with us uh, about that because um, this is a big year for the Special Olympics. It's mm -hmm. their 50th anniversary. So um, we want to give them uh, whatever publicity we can. So uh, all the best of luck to you guys. And oh, I, I believe one is male and one is female. You folks. You folks. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. You may remember that... Um, a year or so ago, I chatted with a member of the Lions Club about collecting all of those pop tabs. And uh, so it, it's good to remind people every now and again, and seeing that we have a few minutes uh, extra, here it is. We are in Pickering at the Durham Regional Police Children's Games. And uh, with me, I have 
Lion Ralph Weiss, who is president of the Kendall Lions Club. And the reason that we're here is that Lions Clubs from across Canada have just presented Special Olympics with two wheelchairs. Uh, and uh, they got the wheelchairs thanks to all the pop tabs that people have been collecting. Hi Ralph, thanks very much for being here with us. Thank you. It's my pleasure and it's a, a, a good job well done today to make Lions and everyone very proud of a volunteer job that they do. So can you tell us what happens to these First of all, why why pop tabs and not the cans? Can you tell us that? Well, the pop tab is made of they call it number one aluminum. It's uh, it's heavier, it's stronger, it's worth money. Where the tin is a very light aluminum, or with the paint or the decals on it, makes it too labor intensive, too expensive to make it valuable. So the tab is the most value for the for the job. Okay, so now, what happens to the uh, uh, tabs when they're collected? The tabs are collected uh, in any quantity we can get them, from one to thousands. To me, even one tab is important, it's one more. Uh, we collect the tabs uh, and get them in a quantity, and then I take them into, from uh, our, our location in Orno and the Kendall Lions, where we collect them, we take them, I take them to Markham and mark them there and present them to a civilian person who is involved in this same campaign and has been for 20 years. I'm going to say I've been involved 25 years wow. in collecting tabs and I give them to him and he takes the tabs, I take them. I use um, well-used water bottles and I fill them and there's quite a quantity in them. I don't want to say that number because someday we'll have a raffle on that. <laughs> but uh, these pop, uh, the bottles go in the 18 liter, the big ones, and uh, he dumps them out and weighs them, um, and it takes about 1,000 of them to make one pound. And he puts them in banana boxes and uh, to to build a quantity. And when he gets what's in there, that box is capped and he collects the number of boxes. And when he gets 20 to 25 boxes, he then takes them to Elora, which is near Guelph, to a legion. We take them to the legion, they process them, they turn them in, uh, they turn them in for their value, they get their weight and so on, and they get, they get paid for them, and then they direct that money to wheelchairs. Since this program has started to about today of October 28, 2017, there has been 2,461 wheelchairs bought and placed wow. with people. And that, it takes two and a half million approximately per chair. My calculator is not big enough to tell you what number that is, but please be my guest. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. And that's across Canada, is it, that number of chairs? That's, uh, yes, they go everywhere, anywhere requested, uh, especially if a request comes from 
through someone who is supporting the program. Now, we've been talking about pop tabs. Will they also take beer can tabs? Positively. Mm -hmm. Cat food tins is a larger tab, dog food tins, any tab at all. Terrific. Good. Large or small. All right. Colored or not. And so this, this project is happening across Canada. Lions clubs are doing this across the country? Uh, I can't say everyone is, but I'm hoping that they... Because it's revitalized again, it's come back to life. I'm hoping that more clubs can see the benefit and will participate. Even if they collect them and forward on to other clubs that are collecting, that's what we sort of do in our area. And uh, let's hope it catches on again and we can do a good thing for, for, for the people that need them. And I will just say, because the... Uh uh, show airs in Peterborough and uh, around the uh, city that the East Peterborough Lions Club is uh, collecting uh, pop tabs and the uh, project has been given the name Steel for Wheels. So uh, is there anything else that I should be asking uh, Ralph any other statistics? At, at this time uh, I can't think of anything else. I uh I don't. I don't know anything else. That's it's. That's a. It's been a busy day. You. You got me on that. So. <laughs> and it was <laughs> an early day too. <laughs> it was too, but it was a good day. It really felt good to to present the chairs to this recreation center, and it was with the children's games here and the people who need them and can use them. They are very appreciative of them, and it has brought both the police services here and the Lions Club closer together and with the public is what we want. Definitely. We all have to reach out. Thanks so much for doing this, uh, Lion Ralph, and uh, continued good luck with the um, the Pop Can Project, Pop Tab Project, and uh, uh, hope that you get to present a whole lot more wheelchairs. That's what I uh, sound like without laryngitis. Oh, good. <laughs> Okay, this uh, we have just about enough time to play a song by Fred McKenna, who was a uh, Nova Scotia singer who was blind, and uh, from uh, back in the uh, 50s, early 60s, and he's going to sing a song called Sweet Dreams, and uh, we wish you a, a good week and sweet dreams to everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Oh my, push play, Simon. Instead of having sweet dreams of 
and start my life anew. Instead of 